Welcome to the 253rd episode of Tally Talk. This is Chris. This is Casey. And we are back after a month of hibernation uh, and beginning of the year darkness. You know, all oh this gosh. all this stuff that's yeah. kind of kept us off the airwaves. Um, but, you know, it's a slow time of year for news. So we're back uh, and we are going to keep ticking away up to 300. So... How you been? Been kicking it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had this dental surgery and I couldn't talk. So that that's that pretty much took out any chances of doing any recording. But yeah. I'm back. We're back. Uh you know, are we going to geeking out? Are we geeking out now? Let's let's geek out. I think it's I think we probably have plenty to talk about in terms of this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so I I beat Spider-Man 2 finally. Um, Right after you and I, you and I got to play some Evil West, which was fun. Um, You know, we kind of wanted to wait and see how it was going to be, if it was going to be worth the money or not. But it was a fun game. So we did that. And then that same day I got, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of want to still play something. And I turned on spider-man and i was at 70 percent so i did a mission and then it was like this is the last mission before the end of the game and i was like well you know what let's just do it (laughs) so end up being great you know they set up one possibly final game um and yeah it was hell of a fun hell of fun time is it as expansive as the first one yeah for sure it's um it's a good combination of the first game and that miles game because you know, they cut down on some of the like stupid missions like that you had to do. Like Mary Jane is like more useful now in her missions. Mm. And then miles and Peter get their own separate storylines that all kind of, you know, tie into each other. So it's fun. It's a fun game. If you like that series, you know, just, just play it. I don't know if you mentioned, how long did it take you to beat it? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably 20 hours, maybe 25. Um, I'm also not a fast gamer. Like I, I didn't platinum it. I could, I definitely spent more time doing side stuff than I've done previously. Okay. Probably if I just would have straight blazed through the game, it probably would have been more like a 15 hour game, but I did a lot of the side stuff. Interesting as big as the first one seemed and how long it took to do things. Um, Cause the game was supposed to be bigger. So yeah, I'll maybe I'll I just, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be playing it soon. I hope that's one of my goals. Um, video games. I beat crisis core. The, nice. The remaster. I wanted to do it before final fantasy seven rebirth drops. Um, since it has a lot of things to do with it, uh, who knows what's going to happen in this game. Um, I did play the demo the other day, which yeah, um, is the first part of the new game. So it ties into Crisis Core, which is interesting uh, how they do it. So I'm eager to see what's changing and um, what a what Rebirth actually means. So um, I've been playing a new mobile game. I, uh, maybe I, maybe I was still playing it the last game, but I've been playing Godzilla Battleline, mm-hmm. um, which is an excellent game um it's it's because you play against people in real time 
Um, it keeps it much more interesting than just playing against somebody's bot team uh, in those other uh, other types of games that we used to play, like the. Yep. Um, but this one is much like Clash of Clans, I've heard, and also the daily missions and all the special missions keep it kind of fresh. So you keep changing your team up depending on what the ask is, what the daily mission is. So it's pretty cool. I like it, and it's just it's entertaining. Uh, and speaking of Japanese things, we, um, well, the, we're taking a deep dive in the Toko, to, Toku verse, um, yeah. to, and we're checking out new stuff. So I've been watching Ultraman and Kamen Rider and, um, more and <laughs> Garu, I think it's called, uh, yeah. some other neat stuff. So I just kind of been taking a deep dive on that and uh it's 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 fun because i haven't watched a lot of those old shows in a long time no. maybe yeah. some ever and yeah. now they have all these new shin ones uh, so the shin movies are cool because you know you know they the did shin godzilla. reboot it new yeah it means new, new. Yeah. yeah um so you know they did shin godzilla shin ultraman and shin master rider they don't even call it common Rider; they call it master rider which is oh boy Saban's so, I mean, getting that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the it is the translation. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's it, man. I just been doing that and working and schooling. That's it. Good good times. But um, we have uh, we have a big loss uh, in this new year. Unfortunately, Carl Weathers. Uh, Rocky fame, Predator fame, the Mandalorian fame, uh, passed away. And, you know, that's, that's, it's a big one because Mandalorian still happening. Right. And yeah, he plays a big role in that. And I'm really wondering how it's going to shift things. I mean, it's easy to remove a character from a show. Just recast that, it. Uh, we said that Don't about Cara Dune too, but they don't, they didn't do it. You know, they just kind of, like they could say the character is gone, you know, is gone, whatever. Or retired or, you know, yeah. Yeah. he's you off do doing whatever things. in the outer rim, yeah. right? Farther yeah. in the outer. Rim. So, you know, it's, it was sad because I think that, you know, Carl Weathers had a lot, had some years left in him and, oh, uh, for sure. Funny ahead, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Yep. It was a sad one for sure. So let's, uh, let's do a moment of silence for, family of Carla Weathers. All right. Let's talk the news. Because interestingly enough, um, thankfully, you know, we have this show after all of this Marvel stuff drops, right? Yeah, they came Uh, out swinging this week. They did. And you read a lot of these articles where it's like, oh, well, Marvel said that, you know, Marvel heard everybody saying that they were down and out and da 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 done. <laughs> so um, I don't know if that's true. I just know that it's been semi unenjoyable. And yeah, some, you know, we've we've enjoyed here and there, right? It hasn't been all bad, but it hasn't really had a plan. It hasn't been like what everybody wanted, you know, coming out of the first 10 years. But this concentration of what's coming up, I think, is really important because it's a lot of uh, 
big teams, uh, big characters that we haven't seen yet and in the MCU. And yeah. I think that hopefully uh, we can get back on track. So let's talk about the first one. Uh, we got our Fantastic Forecast. Uh, and surprise, the movie drops in July of next year, uh, going up against Superman Legacy. So uh, we knew Pedro Pascal uh, had been cast as Reed Richards, but they confirmed it officially. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Evan Moss Bacharach uh, as Ben Grimm, and Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. What do you think with it? Is it the same day as Dead or as uh, Legacy? Mm-hmm. There's no That's way. what I heard. One of them will move. There's absolutely no way in hell that will happen. No. There's no point. Like, why even take away from each other? Why are you... Why are you competing? competing July 11th is Legacy. Good. That's a perfect amount of time. So they give it a good two weeks. Good. Yeah. That's that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Summer blockbusters. Listen, the cast was rumored in October. You know, it it came as zero surprise to me. Um, It was a cute way to do it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm glad with the seven or uh, '60s motif of the suits and and how they look. So, you know, this is also three movies in 30 years, which is kind of funny. Every 10 years, we've gotten one: 2005, 15, mm-hmm. and now 25. So, um, I have my own ideas. Like, I'd like it just to be in space. I hope they don't come down to Earth, at least in this first movie, or they do it at the end. You know, I want to see Doom, of course, but I'm just going to keep my expectations for everything pretty even keel because lately I haven't been excited about uh, Marvel in a while. Though, you know, we're going to talk about a couple things that I got genuinely super excited for. Right. No, I I hear you. I think that um, with three movies out, I mean, we kind of understand, and the general populace understands who the Fantastic Four are. So right. you can easily do a quick origin during the credits. Yeah, yeah. Like you could do. You don't even have to. Like you can show they fought Galactus in the '60s as one of the big first superhero things ever, and talk about it as like a a news type thing, and then go to the go to the negative zone or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like go somewhere fantastical, do a cool story outside of the realm of the superhero style that we've had um, that they've been trying to neatly fit things in and then come out in the modern age. So I think that they have a lot of, they have a lot to do here and they have a lot to do within a year. Um, yeah. This other one too, Thunderbolts moves to May 2nd, uh, 2025. I mean, they're, they're still kind of getting the cast together. And I don't know if they even began shooting. So what do you, you think these are going to move? You think movie, like you think they'll bump them? Yeah. Because, because of the time they need to be filming now. And I know James Gunn has said Superman legacy is filming very soon because it has to, because of post-production, you know, and if, you know, if they have to do pickups later on, um, so the Thunderbolts thing is weird because like, yeah, Steven Yoon dropped out. Um, that girl from the bear dropped out, 
you know, people are dropping out of that movie left and right because it's a stupid idea that nobody wants. And I don't really, I don't see how that hits that May 2nd, but what do I know? You know, Kevin Feige. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean much these days, but anyways, well, we, we hope that Kevin Feige comes back and he gives us much, much happiness. But, um, what gave us genuine pleasure, uh, was the Deadpool <laughs> Tell Wolverine me, trailer. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Wolverine a lot in this show. It is the 50th anniversary yeah, of yeah. everybody's favorite Canadian mutant. So there's a lot of stuff. And I think it's cool that they've shifted this title to be Deadpool and Wolverine instead of Deadpool 3. It gives you really kind of the buddy cop feel, you know, for mm-hmm. this kind of uh, movie. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've seen um, is this third somehow the Fox universe is going to either get wiped out or they're going to be battling a bunch of different characters and, and returned actors from that, that those series. And I'm really excited for it because uh, this gives us an opportunity to end that era. Maybe give us a glimpse into the future. And this comes out, what, July 24th, I think it is. So yeah, 26th. It's, so it's, it's also the only Marvel movie this year. Right. So it's, it's a huge deal. The teaser did just enough to get me excited and I think more than anything with this, it's the possibilities. It's not necessarily even the footage that I've seen, which is cool. Very cool. I, I, they really did give you like a little bit, but um, it's more about, you know, what does it mean? You know, do we see some X-Men? Do we see other new X-Men, I guess, rather? Because we're going to see the old ones. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. I, I'm, I'm excited for... That one got me excited for sure. Yeah, it was longer than I thought it would be. It mm-hmm. teased some really cool stuff. So mm-hmm. really pumped that it's only a few months away. So we'll we'll be seeing more from it and hopefully not too many spoilers. That's a day one movie. So yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of the real X Men, uh, they dropped the trailer for X Men '97, the new animated series that picks up after. Uh, one of the greatest animated series of all time uh, comes out in March. So this trailer was exciting. Yes, now I remember we talked about the other day about Professor X dying. They show that yeah. clip. I do remember that now. Um, and I'm excited where this goes. There's a lot of possibilities with, you know, they say with Mr. Sinister returning. Um, setting it back in this in this world, I think is important instead of just doing a new X-Men series. And it could also mean a lot of things for where the MCU is headed with X-Men possibly. Yeah. This, this trailer, I mean, I, I genuinely, I teared up Mm -hmm. seeing, (laughs) seeing my two favorite characters, Gambit and Wolverine (laughs) with their own move, a move that we haven't even seen comics. Like it was what? And I just, I flipped out. I couldn't even, it was insane to me. So the voices, people are like, oh, the animation is crap. The animation was crap. And they didn't change it that much. And I'm okay with it. It's X-Men Evolutions animation a little bit. It's nothing to write home about. But I don't care. (laughs) It's not what it's about. It's about those those characters. Right. I think that people forget that the animation, like you said, wasn't. I mean, as they good as they believe it was. Bad. Yeah. No, I mean, in the in the like, 90s, you know, what I mean? yeah, like it was good for its time. Animation. 
You it know, didn't... it's just yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter because it's about storytelling. So that's it. Um, my hope is that this is like how they kind of treat the X Men, and they're like, you grew up on this. This is this is the this is the origin for the MCU. Now, how are you bringing them into the MCU? Right. So that's we've talked about this before. Speculate, speculate. But I think that'd be pretty exciting. Um, next up, Daredevil um, Born Again. I. <laughs> I'm excited for this show. I am. The The issue I have is that I was excited for Echo as well. And maybe too excited, and it just didn't end up doing it for me as as much as I thought. It was a good step forward uh, as far as mature content, but I I really hope that they go all in in the old. I'm honestly like the Netflix feel, and they and with and so far what they've been showing us with like Wilson Bethel returning as Bullseye. Uh, Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Wall are returning as, as their characters. Um, so they're doing it the way, you know, they're, tr- they're transforming it from what they wanted to do before. They've adapted, they've listened, they said, hey, maybe this is this is what we want because this is what fans want. That's it, man. It was a stupid idea to not have them be announced from the get-go, to be quite honest with you. Bring them back. Everyone, went, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Just answer the question. <laughs> Are they there or are they not? Because it makes sense if they are. Uh, you know, this series is something I'm going to have to hold. I, I, we'll see. Because I just didn't care about Echo. It wasn't even horrible. I just just, right. I just I was like, I just don't care. It doesn't have any appeal to me anymore. Like, it doesn't matter to me. So, um, and, and Daredevil most certainly does matter to me, which is a little bit harder because it's like, well... Please don't screw up what you you did. I thought season three of of Daredevil is one of the, my favorite Marvel TV things. Honestly, that's that's me though. Sure. No, three's yeah. good. Two's better. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> two. I love two, but I think the problem was there was too much. It was like with with the introduction of Punisher, and then with um, Elektra in the hand. Right. There's times where it's a lot going on, and part three is a little bit more singularly focused back on Matt, and that's why I, I appreciate it a little bit better. But I, hey, listen, I'm sure. quibbling. I like both. No, I hear you. I I agree with that statement. Um, we got our we got new looks at the suits uh, for Bullseye and mm-hmm. Daredevil, and of course people complained as they always do, but they're. Mm-hmm. <sighs> annoying so um i don't care bullseye is a cool ad- adaptation of the comic book and we're getting an, an mcu suit and we're getting bullseye a continuation of what we saw at the end of season three just be happy because and wait and see and judge that that's all i'm gonna say it's 18 episodes which is mm. insane to me at least it originally was. Um, so we'll see what how that changes. But yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, last up in Marvel, uh, America Ferrera joins What If season three. I have not even watched season two yet. I'm very disappointed myself. Same. I same. That's it. The only thing that I'll say from this is like they created a whole new character named Ranger Morales. I. It's always one of those things when they do this. Why? You couldn't pick from one of the 80,000 characters that have been created. 
Well, I mean, season two, they they create that Native American they did, character, which is great, is, which great. is neat, right? But this is, is this is a new spin on Miles's mom, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The other yeah. thing. So, I mean, <sighs> oh, it's Miles's mom. I think this so. is a new. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I believe that's what it is. Don't sorry. If it, that's but... the case, then that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were making like just a completely new character out of thin air, which I always question sometimes in those situations. Oh, me too. Me too. Unless it's well done. So, anyways, uh, the comic side of it, uh, Blood Hunt is upon us. Uh, it starts in May. Blood Hunt is going to be this big crossover uh, where vampires reinvade the marvel universe they've been there they've been behind the shadows for a while you've seen them in x-men comics you've seen them here and there but now uh this event is going to be taking over with mini series and one shots and tie-ins and uh, and of course a core series now the core series is getting two different releases uh the normal one and then the uh, basically like a red band uh yeah version with more uh, mature content. It's kind of in a poly bag, all that stuff. So it's kind of a neat idea. I don't like poly bags because they destroy comics. And so they kind of, um, they are easily damaged. So it's really tough mm-hmm. to get um, a good, like mint copy of it, but whatever. Um, a couple of the tie-ins that I'm really excited about are the Midnight Sun's Return. Now, they spelled it like the original ones, not like the game. <laughs> Like they spelled it like sons, which is an interesting like take back, right? Yeah. Um, so after I uh, complaints, whatever about it, but I didn't care either way. Midnight Suns are back. Yeah, I my thing with the with this whole situation, I'm excited, right? I'm mostly also intrigued at like why are vampires a threat? <laughs> like you're fighting fucking Galactus, and this is bothering you. There's no character that controls this. I don't know storm. <laughs> just change it. Change the moon to the sun, and we'll just well, this is done now. So I am very curious as to how. Like I get the blade stuff, obviously. You, you sure. know I love Midnight Suns. Like there's something bigger to make it an actual threat, but I and I want to know what that is because it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it's very curious um, yeah. because, like I said, they've just they've been there. Um, yes. And they've been dealing in here and there with with them. But what is the catalyst to bring about about the blood hunt? Um, yeah. Yeah. What is the blood hunt? Right. So yeah. um, one of the other series is the Wolverine blood hunt uh, three part series. It's actually written by Tom Waltz, who wrote The Last Ronin, uh, that great TMNT title so this is his first dive into I believe Marvel Comics um, and so this is really actually intriguing and I don't like to buy tie-ins like that but I'm going to definitely have to check this out um, and see what he does because Wolverine is everywhere this year and as he deserves to be so from what this says is the vamp the world is in darkness right now and the world is a vampire yeah, the world is a vampire, and they've basically joined forces to try to take out these people. Um, which has always been, you know, what was that was uh, not civil war, but 
old man Logan, the first was, why don't all these villains just team up and just kill the heroes? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of like what they're hinting at here is the vampires are like, oh, well, the world's in darkness. Well, now we can rule again. <laughs> and you see already where they've, you know, of course, everything gets spoiled, where some major characters have already been turned. So mm-hmm. once you turn certain Captain ones, America, Doctor like Strange, Zombies, yeah, right? which was like that crazy. kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So then you'll have ultra powerful vampires on your side and it's all of a sudden it's equal. So, um, crossovers are a pain in the ass, but I'm actually really excited for this one. Yep. So, <laughs> um, speaking of crossovers, there was a small one that happened, uh, with Ben Percy's ghost rider and Wolverine not too long ago, uh, yeah. called weapons of vengeance. And during that time, a character called Helverine was born. And so of course, as per comic books, um, they're going to do a solo series uh, crossover for this crossover character. Um, yeah, yep. But, you know, Ben, ben Percy is going to write it. Uh, Julius Ojota is going to do art on it. So this is cool. I mean, it's, I like the concept. I love the concept that they cross over. I love those two characters. Uh, they have a lot of history together. So this is this is the kind of stuff that, of course, comes out in the 50th anniversary Wolverine. So that's it. Keep them going. I'm fine with this. It sounds like a cool idea, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then speaking of crossovers, uh, as we kind of leave the Marvel DC side of things uh, for the show, but it lo- like it's been years since the Amalgam. Eh, <laughs> yep. Um, crossover where DC and Marvel mashed up together and created this whole new universe. Um, and so there was never really any physical uh, collection or anything that, you know, we could buy as this epic thing. And I always wanted that. And so finally, there's a few different couple different books or so coming out that, um, like I said, Amalgam will get its own big collected version. But also like when Justice League um, Avengers teamed up uh, and some other crossover stories as well are all going to get um re-released into collected versions there's one that's like 150 dollars that i saw the other day yeah i mean i this is uh it's actually kind of monumental because these guys always fight back and forth so especially now they've been very separated um with the fan bases so i'm I'm excited for this i think that's a really cool idea smart idea a couple of other ones real quick 1976 is superman versus the amazing Mm spider-man 2000s batman daredevil you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's cool. I want to read it. Can't wait. Dark Claw? No. <laughs> well, no, Dark Claw. Yeah, exactly. You know, Dark Devil. Um, uh, bat Devil. <laughs> Dare Bats. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Let's just, let's just do it all over again. I'm, I don't know what they're waiting That's for. That's it. Uh, jump over to DC. Uh, Millie Elcock from Game of Thrones um, will has been cast as Supergirl. Uh, and you know, James Gunn cast this actress because the character will appear in Superman Legacy as he builds this world. But she will also be the star of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, one of our favorite Tom King books. So this is a big casting. This is, a, this is huge um, for the new DCU. Yeah, I mean, you got to think this girl will be known as Supergirl, just like right. Melissa 
the Noist or whatever her name is. Um, however you say it, sorry, know what her name is. Uh, so huge because we haven't had a big screen Supergirl since Helen Slater's what eighty something. You know what I mean? So I'm excited. I don't watch House of the Dragon yet, um, but you know this girl seems to have like a little bit of an edge to her, and that and that version of Supergirl absolutely does. So bring it on. I mean, you you don't count the Flash as as Supergirl on the big screen. <laughs> what? Oh, that's right. Oh, you forgot about that she, already. Me, me too. Is she Kara though? In that, she is. I mean, it's all Elseworld stuff, anyways. So. This point, yeah. Sorry. Yes, it was in that movie. She too. was good. She listen. She was good in that movie. Whatever Red that Sun, actress is. Red Sun name. Supergirl. Yeah, I like that movie. So, yep. but it's already been forgotten. Yes, apparently. Um, also, Superman Legacy, John Murphy is going to score it. What has John Murphy done? Nothing. Nothing oh. <laughs> God. Um, Creature Commandos will be the first chapter of the DCU. Uh, this, the animated, is it a series? It's a series or a short series, event series or something, right? Or is it a big screen movie? I keep forgetting. But apparently it's the be bride. Big, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. go ahead. It's going to be what? No, no, it's going to be a big screen movie. The other okay. thing I was going to say, just real quick, John Murphy, he did Guardians 3, he did Suicide Squad, he did Peacemaker. Oh, you mean he's James the new Tyler Bates, you know, because he used to work with Tyler Bates for everything, okay. and then I don't know what happened with those guys, so, yeah. Uh, now he's James Gunn's buddy. Yeah. Now he's got a new buddy. Cool. Um, The leader of the Creature Commandos would be the Bride, which is cool yeah then we got a casting um of anya kolotra um and so she is from um the witcher um i forgot what that character's name is because i stopped watching the show but anyways <laughs> um yennefer dude <laughs> yennefer thank you yennefer. um <laughs> should be playing Circe, which when james gunn originally talked about the dcu he said that there is a chance that, you know, if somebody plays an a- or does a voice for an animated role, they might play a- play that character in live action as well. So we see that character show up a lot in like Wonder Woman comics and so forth. So who knows? I think that that's a good casting for that actress. Yeah, I'm down. Like, I, I-, I like that actress. So <laughs> I- I'm excited to see this other crossover should just call this episode crossovers um <laughs> see what happens <laughs> um next up in the dc comics side of things this was just announced uh, another black label title called the boy wonder by juni ba uh this looks to be kind of like a a fairy tale take on the the robin dynasty and so this is written and drawn by Juni Ba, and I don't know. I think that this kind of stuff just keeps getting announced. It's all else worlds, mm-hmm. and I'll give it a read because it's it sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, um, treating the other Bat family is like princes and princesses. Um, we've got a variant cover by Cliff Chang. Oh, yep. And it's actually available for pre-order now. It comes out on May 7th. So, 
Excellent. Yeah, the solicitations just dropped for DC. So yeah, good times. Good times. Um, but the end of times has come for Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo, uh, who have hit it out of the park with their Nightwing uh, run. So it's been going on for a long time, but all oh, good things God. must come to an end. So uh, starting this May, Nightwing Fallen Grayson starts a uh, five-part series that will have them exit stage left for their awesome run. Yeah, they've been on three years, which in comic book time is a very long time. So, yeah, we saw a little tease at this, taking Nightwing to, I don't know, the Arctic. I don't know where the hell he is, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I, I like they've come up with some really creative concepts throughout their run with Nightwing. So this is, we'll just keep going. Well, it's also been that era where Nightwing, the Titans have all stepped to the forefront of the DCU right. um, as far as the comic side of things and the leadership. So where he belongs and well, we'll see where he ends up after this, but jumping over to star Wars in that galaxy far, far away. Um, we got an announcement for the Mandalorian movie. What does this mean? Is this <laughs> is this a general audience like reboot? Is this a continuation of our our favorite story? Because we know season four is going into development. We know that Ahsoka season two is coming out. So they're building up towards this heir to the Empire-esque storyline with Thrawn and stuff. But where does the Mandalorian and Grogu, which is the official title, take place? Um, I don't know. That's it. You know what I mean? I guess in the X-Files sense of the word, I think it's going to be the bridge between seasons three and four and probably between Ahsoka's seasons two and three. So the big event that catalyzed to the catalysts those upcoming seasons for those people. And I think that's going to be the end for probably all for all those characters really this movie no the season four will be the end of mando and season three will probably be the end of ahsoka unless they continue on with that you know maybe um or they do a big event like at the end of it right or the rebels Um, again yeah well that's the thing too uh this is the other thing i've heard that if they were to take this movie and do it as a standalone between the seasons it's a standalone adventure has no weight but you end with season three being kind of like this leave off of oh they're they're back to this like outer rim we could go on any adventure we want um cowboy-esque yeah exit right in a way open-ended season finale go off do a cool adventure that has fine some weight grow a little bit sure and just it's more you know the i think putting on the big screen makes it more um, has to make it more accessible to the general audience, get people interested in maybe in watching it if they haven't, but give you kind of this story of just those two without having to have all this backstory knowledge of Ahsoka and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. I'd be okay. I mean, they do it in anime all the time. I think that would be fun too. That's, I think that's actually a, uh, a comparison that I had read. So, uh, 20, 25 years ago, um, yeah, 25 <laughs> years ago, we 
walked out of the theater and I said, there's going to be a riot. Um, <laughs> we should have gone to see the Matrix for the second time. No, I'm just joking. Phantom Menace turns 25 this year. I'm not joking about what I said and how I felt at the time. But, you know, the, the prequels have grown on me thanks to the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> and other things. Flowing. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's a it's it means we're also getting old. Um that it's been 25 years since that time. So lots of stuff has been coming out. Um, might as well just mention it now. The toys, a lot of Phantom Menace-centric Lego sets are on their way. <laughs> we'll see more and more. Um, you know, uh, I know that like some Black Series figures are concentrating on like young Anakin and young Padme and things like that. So whatever. It's Star Wars. It's merchandising. But, yeah. you know another big anniversary yeah. for one of our favorite sagas so franchise. sagas yeah don't say movie yeah <laughs> 25th anniversary of a really cool fight scene <laughs> in one of the greatest composed pieces of all time with duel of the fates yeah i agree i agree um so we're getting the acolyte this summer that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. So this is what I, how I feel. Um, Tell I us like, <laughs> I like how it's, it takes place at the end, right? And that's actually a good place to put it, uh, that it's not really tied in. It, the accolade is supposed to happen a certain amount of years 100. after, yeah, right, after all these events of, of phase the, three what is it called? of the High yeah. Republic. So it's a hundred years before Phantom Menace yes. and a hundred years after whatever is going on. You know, this I think they they call it the Starlight Beacon explosion is like the how they're measuring time for the High Republic. So but I guess in season or um phase two, Colin was telling me that they do go back in time. Mm -hmm. in phase two all throughout it and he goes at first you're like why are you doing this and he goes and then by the end he goes phase two ends up being a good solid eight out of ten he said cool. he binged it all so good yeah i have the second book the the adult novel that's gathering dust on my shelf i know Kevin it's Scott. like yeah i feel like we <laughs> should go because that's here's the thing regardless of what's been going on in star wars the the published side of things, comics and movies, has been solid. I think just an overall, like, kind of, ugh. You know, movies, have, movies have not been solid. <laughs> no, no, I said published. You, published side of things. I thought Being you comics and books. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That hasn't really faltered, honestly. But so, I didn't wait, I feel like I I didn't wait this back. many years. I did not wait this many years to read again after I spent that many, like I've seen this every time and that's the frustration. Like yeah. it might be great, but I didn't wait this long to do the same thing I did in the nineties. Like give me things on the big screen instead of making me read all of my star Wars because there's why no do star I, Wars. I, I know what you're saying. Disney plus saying. is there for a reason. Like where, yeah, like they're you. doing some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. And it's like, yeah, far in between here and there, but there's gotta be like more stuff like visions. Like, what you're trying to build this whole like connected universe you're trying to do the marvel thing and we've talked about this to endless points but get go back to square one and give us some content that 
all Star Wars fans can enjoy without too much weight or whatever, but give us media that we haven't had. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's frustrating. And I want to read High Republic. I do. And I love that first book. Um, but, and I'd like hey, that. I've read a few and it's been very solid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, um, the final season of Bad Batch is upon us. Uh, in the next four days, we're recording this on the 17th. <laughs> I don't remember if I even watched season two yet. So I need to go back and see. I know I, I know we started it, but I don't know if I finished it. So... I didn't watch this trailer. I saw stuff from it. So um, I just don't care. I do. I love <laughs> I love that era. I do as much as it's like it, it, as much as it can be predictable. There's the dark times have always been interesting to me. Um, the comic that they did back in the day. Um, give us give us a Darth Vader show already. Um, anyways. Over to Star Trek, uh, we got casting for Section 31, which is going to be the made-for-TV event movie. Um, and, you know, this is a lot. Um, it does star Michelle Yeoh as, um, you know, her character from Discovery. But um, I think I'm just going to leave this in here, and you can check out the rest because there's a bunch of names. And they have to, they have to kind of just throw it at us because this has to get underway. I think it's already in production. Um, it's been delayed enough and I'm excited for this. I've been asking for this side of the Star Trek universe for a while. I think that delving into it will be interesting. Yeah, this, this I'm pumped. That's all I got to say. Like I'm, I'm ready for it. Michelle Yeoh is a great actress. Um, this side you know taking place before everything is really cool too um so yeah i, I think this is going to be a lot of fun absolutely um so this is a couple of announcements for movies that i don't know are real or not um i know like they talk about it and they say yes this first one where it's um a, a new star trek movie it's set decades before kirk and spock um but still after enterprise <laughs> um this is set. This is set to be a thing, and it's produced by apparently J.J. Abrams. So, and uh, it's going to be directed by Toby Haynes, who did Andor. Um, so, this is an interesting kind of idea, but I'm not sure where it takes place. I mean, you have somebody who worked on this Kelvin timeline. This, this, it is connected to the you know the the main timeline but where where does this take place does this take place in that one or does it take place in the original Roddenberry? you know is it which is what discovery is which is before all this not decades though we're talking like way like probably like kirk's father like chris helmsworth's character even maybe before that you know what i mean like so because they say so yeah it should it could it could be that that that's been a rumor for a long time right i hey listen i'll believe it when i see it you know they've been talking about a quote-unquote new trek for a long time um first it was gonna be star trek 4 with the chris pine cast then it was going to be the Chris Hemsworth prequel. Then it's going to be JJ or um, Quentin Tarantino. So like, just I'm done 
kind of figuring it speculating. out. Speculating. Yeah. Right. And then Patrick Stewart has confirmed that there is going to be a Picard movie, that they've talked to him about it, which I thought Picard season three was a good send off for the crew. But I think he wants to truly end his story. Um, yeah. Kind of like Shatner did yeah. in Generations. Yes. Yeah, so from what, you know, he says he's supposed to be getting the script within a week or two, and he's excited to see what what it says, um, but fine. You know what I mean? They've done four of those movies with him um, on the big screen. What they've done in Picard has been great. I'd be okay with a, with the one last movie. Yeah. No, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. All right. So that's the end of the first half of the show. Uh, let's jump to commercial, and we'll be back with more Tally Talk. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowel.com. Your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. All right, we're back, and it's time to talk about pop. Um, Pursuit of Plastic has kind of taking a smaller role in the show, but we do want to talk about some of the bigger news that happens with toys. Uh, and this is a big one. Uh, Nacelle verse can be tied into TV animation, the toys and more, but the, we've talked, we've said that this was going to happen, um, mm-hmm. from like what they've done with biker Mars, Mar- biker mice from Mars, um, sectars already. Um, now we're getting cow- cowboys of Moo Mesa even like they're bringing it back. Uh, and this is really exciting because this is nostalgia. This is stuff from our, you know, from our early teen years, like like late childhood, early teen years. A lot of the stuff that influenced um, the '90s cartoons we loved. So, what do you uh, what do you think about this? Well, the thing that's really kind of crazy to me is I didn't really think like I just assumed Nacelle was like the people who did. <laughs> The movies that made us and the cartoons that made us, the toys that made us, toys that the made first us. one, right? No, but then when you look into what the Macelle, the sorry, the Nacelle company does, like 
they put out documentaries, they put out records, they put out a podcast, they have a literary site. Like, it's a full, legit thing. So, you know, this is just one small uh, piece of it that we're excited about, toy-specific. But I, I guess this makes a lot more sense when you read, like, The Rock is joining and um, what's his name? Zach uh, Efron. Zach Efron, but um, Deadpool. Oh Ryan yeah, Reynolds. you know right, what I mean, right. like, like all yeah. investors, right? Like all, yeah, like they're right. all or just a part of it. You know what I mean? Like so, it's it's really cool that they're building out this universe in what seems to be, you know, the way that we want to see it. You know what I mean? Kind of like what they're doing, um, which we didn't talk about what we're geeking out on, but is the Energon universe where? Oh yeah, it's absolutely brilliant how they've been bringing it about. And I have good feelings about how they're going to do this with the Nacelleverse. So it, it's exciting. Yeah, leave this link in here. I'm gonna, I was going to say, we'll leave the link. Official. <laughs> but yeah. I think the one thing is like to talk about these partnerships. And it's not just like, oh, we're going to do our own streaming service or just be a standalone. Like they have partnerships with Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus, HBO, all of it, right? So they can put content out across the shared universe of streaming. <laughs> So exciting, exciting. Uh, Let's jump to comic books uh, and um, yeah, comics and books, comic books and such. Uh, 70th 70th anniversary of Godzilla is this year. Uh, IDW will be dropping a uh, a one shot this May, uh, May 8th to be specific. 100 page gigantic, you know, anthology book with stories like from Joel Jones and Matt Frank and James Stokey and Adam Gorham and Dan Didio. And, so, and, and exactly. So this is cool. <laughs> I love to yeah. see this, um, you know, an art, you know, a lot of artists involved as well. So yeah, I can't wait to check this out. Yeah. Great idea. Smart idea. A lot of the covers are freaking rad. Um, a lot of covers that make cool tattoos. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm in. The other thing that IDW um, is doing is basically rebooting the Ninja Turtles series that they've they've done a good job with for a long time, right? Um, but f- that's finally coming to an end, and they announced a very strong creative team to launch this new universe. So Jason Aaron one of our favorite writers uh, will be, you know, doing the writing task of um, shaping these new books. But the first four books will have um, a rotating artist, um, including Raphael Albuquerque, Joel Jones, Cliff Chiang, and Chris Burnham. And this is a cool idea because they're doing each turtle as the first four episodes or first four issues. And we're getting art from also, you know, from some of our favorite creators. So, yeah, really solid, cool start to this new Ninja Turtle world. Yeah, I, you know what it is? I think it's just the people that are our age are finally in charge in these companies. And they're saying, this is what fans want. And quite honestly, I know fans bitch and complain about a lot of things. But if you give them what they want, they'll spend the money. And this is what they wanted. So we gonna spend the money. I will be buying all of these. And they all look awesome. And it's not in here. I don't think 
but just real quick speaking of turtles we've got that cartoon they showed that trailer for the um it's a sequel to the um, mutant mayhem so it's just in that verse they showed the trailer for it looks looks fun oh cool yep that's cool that's cool keep it alive for new generations that's Um, it i mean yeah that's it that's it. Uh, you mentioned the Energon universe. Uh, yeah. So Transformers is going to have a new artist uh, starting this April. And so uh, Jorge Corona will be joining Daniel Warren Johnson uh, with this stellar reboot um, that I'm very, you know, you and I have just deep dived into, binged all the issues this past month. And I think this is this is what you said. This is a great thing for fans with nostalgia bringing it in you know you know bringing it to a new audience even uh, and crossing over gi joe and transformers and and this new one void rivals as this this new shared universe it's very cool yeah i i had never read do a power bomb and i think i'm gonna go read it now because it's won a lot of awards and that so mike spicer who was on our you know they they did a great job they they've won eisner's with that you know for murder falcon and stuff like that so they're a good powerhouse team but i like jorge quite a bit too so I, i'm excited to see what he adds to it because the artwork it's funny at at times it's shit honestly it's mm-hmm. like when you're reading um or looking at uh what's his name from uh 300 and frank frank miller, frank miller where where it's like, God, this is garbage, muddy, gross stuff. And there's shots in there where you see, you know, what's his name? My favorite. Um, Starscream. Starscream crushing people. And it looks cool. Or you see Optimus get his axe. And you're like, okay. So I think what they they know how to do is some of the still shots that you see of the characters interacting with each other, it's not great. Or if it's a really heavy scene where there's a lot of people, like a there's like that riot scene where it's like, I don't know what I'm looking at. But the action, that that team knows how to draw. Which is why I want to see do a power bomb because the action sequences, you're like, oh shit, someone knows how to make this 80s flavor come to life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm again, we're talking about Corona joining, so it's a little bit different. But I want to kind of see where Mike Spicer goes, too, because he did he did bring it in these first few issues. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, and also, Skybound has been dipping their toes into the 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 universal monster world as well. They they did Dracula, right? Dracula came out and now mm-hmm creature from the black lagoon um is is headed yep. to um the comic shop from dan waters and ram v uh who ram v has been doing some really solid stuff as of late uh and then this um this is cool i mean we we lost out you know on the big screen of getting some you know bigger versions of it and then we started to see like um, Invisible Man and then kind of making it smaller and hopefully they can continue that. But this classic monster storytelling, um, I think, is awesome from Skybound. And I'm really excited to see where else they go with it. Yeah, me too. I think uh, I'm always like, so why aren't the Universal Monsters bigger? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's about consistency. I think it's like they launch these things and then, you know, one of them doesn't make a ton of money and then they get scared and they just disappear again. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And, and McFarlane, we didn't talk about it because we're cutting down on toys, but McFarlane announced that partnership with Universal for monsters to be added to the movie Maniacs line, which is a no-brainer. But again, NECA has also been doing amazing stuff with Universal Monsters. Regardless, the whole thing is, is like, I hope to see more with these characters. And I hope to see them in a cool way, um, especially in comic book form. And, and and creatures is my favorite, and we never really get to see him in the light of day. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I I totally forgot about that McFarlane Universal partnership for Movie Maniacs because mm-hmm. it's not just the monsters either. I didn't even think about the monsters when. I must. I, I don't know if you mentioned it in that PR, but rant. <laughs> but it was all, yeah in that rant. But I was also like, oh, they're gonna make a the dude uh, movie maniac. Yeah, well. I saw that. You know, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff from Universal that's really exciting that they can get their hands on. So yeah, I just added that to the the pop notes. Um, as the title of this next section continues to grow, um, maybe we'll just call it. Um, real cool Japanese stuff. Uh, but I've added uh, Toku to this as well. But the first thing up um, for anime is we're finally getting Berserk, which is my favorite anime of all time, uh, on Blu-ray. So it's been very difficult to get... So he watches Attack on Titan. Oh, go on. Uh, <laughs> nothing's going to change this. Um, I, I might know. like it. I might love it, but it's not. Um, <laughs> nothing will. And I've tried to watch Attack on Titan, and I'll try to get into it again. But I, um, this is it. I mean, this yeah. is. I've been having to watch this on YouTube or yeah. pirated or whatever. My DVD set got stolen back in the day. You um, being very heartbroken about that. So uh, this is getting cleaned up. Uh, the the original series. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, hopefully, with some special features, maybe. And there's a lot of love for this this series. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to finally experience it the way it should be. Sent. Um, you can get it on Crunchyroll for 45 bucks. Amazon still has it for 60, but that pre- price match guarantee is gonna gonna drop down eventually. So that's not a bad price for that full series for 45 bucks. Um, this is something that, you know, we got in a common writer, um, actually pushed me more into it because this was third on my list of Toku that I wanted to watch. Um, and then it just kind of just opened up after that. So I watched the first episode today of common writer gets, um, this has actually just been released on Blu-ray from shout factory. So you can get a nice collector set. It had the you know, that promo poster that they usually do. I'm not sure if that's still available. That might have sold out already. But um, but you can also stream the whole series on, um, on the Shout. Is yeah. No, is it on there yet? I'm not sure. I didn't see it on Tubi yet. But Shout has their own page with yeah, all of YouTube the series page. on there. Yeah. And you can, I don't know, if is it on YouTube? But I found it on yeah. the website, too. And I can just stream yeah. it to my TV. And we watched the first episode of this. And... um. It's, it's funny because I haven't watched besides Shin and the older stuff, kind of what happens in between with like how it's like what they do in the 2000s and, and things like that. And it gets more cartoony and, and wild. So this is interesting because Gets is like um, it's a, it's like it reminds me kind of like 
for the Fortnite audience, um, Squid Game audience, uh, and things like this. It brings all these writers together, and they have to compete um, to do something. I don't want to spoil it, but it's kind of it's very weird. It's very cartoony, but um, we kind of liked it too uh, because it's a it's a different side. And when you have years and years of these shows and endless series that go into different characters and and take it different directions it's it's just wild to watch the 70s one which i've been watching and now watch these more modern ones as well so it's fun um i'm yeah. down i yeah, am so 40 episodes of these. yeah and you can watch it for free online so check or it buy out it. buy it (laughs) exactly (laughs) whatever you want to do but i mean that's the thing like shouts like here buy it but here also watch it for free so i'll can i go just a little mini you know on my soapbox please buy stuff people because i i've been really noticing quite a trend um of these people pulling stuff from their services and the services getting bought up. We just found out the other day, Voodoo is now Fandango. It was movies at home. Now it's Fandango, like whatever. So at some point, Fandango will not be Fandango. It will be, you know, net BO. <laughs> like it, they're all going to just keep combining until they're one like multi-headed Hydra. So I actually just bought a bunch of DVDs today that I saw out of things that I have not been able to see on streaming because I was like, you know what? I just want to watch. It was something stupid. I think it was like um, I bought uh, Shallow Hail for one dollar. There you go. I can't find it, but I want to watch it and I don't want to spend five dollars to rent it. So why don't I just get a dollar and just own it? So I'm actually going back to physical media and i never really got off of it but i'm actually starting to push more to buy these things that are new they're 15 bucks yeah 4ks you know players only 100 bucks just support these artists because the streamers are not well i mean you're if you have a ps5 it's 4k right uh yes and then you know i made that mistake i won't make that mistake when i buy the pro um, I will you, get the disc. I yelled at you about it. <laughs> well, it, you know what? When it's a hundred bucks cheaper, you know, and I was buying I digital and games time, and it I didn't make it. sense at the time. Right. So yeah. it is what it is at this point. But we had this discussion within the last couple you know, episodes. When we talked about Best Buy and, and whatnot, taking DVDs off off the shelves. There's Target still do DVD- now. There's it's still, you know, there's still stuff on the website. Um, yeah. Like I had a gift card the other day from um, my my spending from the holidays, so I got the so I bought Ultraman Shin or Shin Ultraman off it for like under ten bucks because I threw that on there and I had bought I picked up Godzilla the Criterion and now that's sold out and the Mothra st- Steelbook and stuff like that super cheap and so keep an eye on that people like the websites that are still selling it because I too have kind of went back and said hey I, I i own a lot of physical media i'm cutting back on what i pay for streaming services because um and just kind of like to circle back to what what shout's doing at least it's shout's, shout's website been good. right yeah. and like there's these free streaming services and they're just yeah. and you want to watch a couple of commercials fine that's and they're putting commercials on amazon prime anyways yeah which is crazy they, to well me. all of them are exactly all of them are getting ads now 
I so find as well. Like that was the thing that clinched it for me was yes. Amazon's adding ads. And I was like, you know what? F this. Like I get I get it. I can suffer through an ad. I, I grew up in sure. that time period. But at the same time, I just want to watch the thing I want to watch. And I don't want to pay any more than I need to for what I already bought. So just I'm done. The to end this 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 branch, the, there was a meme saying I moved away from TV to streaming services so I didn't have to watch commercials. Yes. Now my streaming services have all have commercials on them. Yeah. These streamers, it's a it's gonna be a the general audiences, they're still gonna do it. You know what I mean? But I have a feeling there is going to be a mass exodus in the next couple of years from these streamers where they are gonna keep folding into themselves. And a lot of them are going to shudder because, like, who's who's paying for CBS? Stream? It's not happening anymore, right? Now it's all Paramount. Okay, at some point, no one's going to care about Paramount. Your offerings are only Star Trek right now. I'm sorry, no one gives well, a shit. Well, oh, sorry. They, is they had the merge on Paramount? They merged too. Yeah. What is? Oh, Yellowstone. Uh, no, Yellowstone, only that whole thing. No, only a couple. Only the two sequel series are. I don't think you can watch the regular Yellowstone on there. I, that's the weird thing that might be on there now, right. but that's the thing too. If it's shared with another streaming service and they keep taking it off, just like Star Trek movies, they'll leave Paramount. They'll go to HBO. Which then they'll dumb. jump back. You know what yeah. I did? I bought all the Star Trek movies for 20 bucks. That's it. And and the, and that's where I'm at now where it's like, <laughs> I don't want to go and hop around to five different streaming services to watch all my Halloweens or to watch all of my Jason's because you guys are caught up in legal disputes about who owns what, who spends what I'm just going to buy it. I'm done. I just can't do it anymore. I bought every Freddy movie and that's those cool mega packs from like Walmart or whatever for like 15 bucks one time. Like that's that's the way to go now, people. That's it. Those are stop. You're paying more than you were for, for cable TV now yeah so anyway so um, end of rants guys you can talk about streaming (laughs) yeah (laughs) your regularly scheduled podcast uh ed brubaker's criminal is happening at amazon very excited for this um him and sean phillips have done some great series and they deserve to be you know live actioned and uh i'm excited so i'm can't wait to watch this with commercials yeah, I started I started going back and I started reading these um, because I, I do love Ed Brubaker and I haven't read everything and I honestly want to. So uh, Criminal's been really good. They're going to handle it like anthology. That's the way that the comics are. It's just, you know, I think there's like five issues devoted to one story and then they go on to the next and they're great and I'm excited. Exactly. Uh, just these little standalone stories, kind of like True Detective, you know, that we talk about yep. a lot of time. It's like what people yep. want. Like, we don't want to watch endless seasons and 24 episode seasons. Write us no. a good story, drop it, <laughs> Why move on to the next later, one. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is that's a different world completely. Yeah, I it's mean, a different. <laughs> I mean, 98 episodes is, jeez. It's, it's, called deep dives my friend instead right, we'll keep going yeah 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 um <laughs> obsessions <laughs> ocd uh last of us season two uh 
has cast Caitlin Dever as Abby, Young Mazzino as Jesse, and Isabella Merced as Dinah. This is old news, but I don't care. I'm really excited to watch this. Yeah, great, great, great series. Keep it going. Yep. Um, Elf Quest, the, <laughs> the very long running series from everyone's childhood, from people who are older than us, even. Um, this this is finally coming uh, to Fox uh, by Fox on Fox, apparently. Um, and it's going to be developed by Rodney Rothman and Adam Rosenberg's Modern Magic. I will believe it when I see it. Yep. Fox doesn't, you know, I guess, I guess Fox is Disney. <laughs> so I, there's that. Um, I've always liked, I've never read Elf Quest, you know, maybe a, maybe a little bit, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I never did. So if it happens, cool. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. It's good fantasy. So I, yeah. um, yeah. it's, it's cool. And I just, I, this announcement happened around the time I, something else had come up about Elf Quest. So it's kind of these weird, things that just kind of pop up in the uh in the in our pop culture world and then bring back think what are we going to make we are run out of ideas let's go back and make things that have been out forever you know give us give us those scripts so that's it good times um last up lawrence fishburne um has joined witcher season four i don't i haven't watched season three yet so this is he's going to be um did you watch the last season? Did you no. not watch it? Yeah. Um, he's I didn't region. like season two. I know. That's the thing, too, right? I didn't like it enough to want to watch this. And then with Henry Cavill leaving, I don't know what to do. So <clears throat> when I run out of things to watch, I'll go back to it. I think that's the problem is there never is anything not to watch. So I just if something doesn't hook me like Echo it was fine, but it wasn't amazing. And then I go and turn on Yellow Jackets or True mm. Detective, and they are amazing. And I go, I'm not, I'm not waiting on fine anymore. Star Wars is one of the only things that fine, you know what I mean? Like, there's a couple franchises that are core. You know, if they ever announce a Spider-Man TV show, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll I'll let it be fine for a while because it's a core thing for me, and The Witcher is not, and that's fine. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you who still watch it enjoy it. Yeah. Uh. So Fishburn will be playing Regis. Um. So. Character Sweet. From, yep. Character from the books and game. So, good actor. Uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see if that star power will bring people back as <sighs> Liam Hemsworth takes over the role. So. Uh, they're doing the live action How to Train Your Dra Dragon. Um, and so Gerard Butler, uh, who did the voice, um, of what's his name, Hiccup's father, Stoic, from the original movies, will play the role in the movie, the live action movie, which is cool. I like that kind of thing when that happens. Yeah, I. This is awesome. I love those <laughs> movies. I really like that they're using the voice actors to play their character, their counterparts. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, bring it on. Yep. 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 
Um, and then also Nick Frost has joined as one of the Vikings. No, yeah, yeah. No title role or anything like that. But, you know, I'm, I love those movies and series. I think it's a really good franchise, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the live action. Um, <laughs> speaking of series, uh, 28 years later is happening um, from Danny Boyle, uh, you know, one of our one of our favorites. And uh, this is crazy because the 28 Days Later trilogy was a 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later. It's just two. It's, just two. it's two movies. Okay, so this is the third movie. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is getting a new sequel and maybe even a trilogy of sequels, as they say here. So Danny Boyle, Boylan and Alex Garland uh, are back. Um, we'll see what this means. I, I like those movies. I think I remember watching them. I'll have to watch them again this many years later and see if they're still they hold up um killian murphy (laughs) you know it's one of the first times i think we saw him right like i wasn't that familiar with him as an actor at that point um so that was a big role for him as he entered uh the the pop culture verse so i'll I'll say i actually don't like 28 days later Okay. Um, I remember it was touted as a new zombie movie, right. and at the time, I think City of the Day of the Dead. Dead. No, I mean, so James Gunn all that. Oh, was it? No, no, no. The old, the old one. This is like, because Twenty Days Later is a is long we were time. In high ago. school? Is that what we were? In it's not in high school, but I think it's it's two thousand two. Okay. Right. So two thousand two. Yeah, I think is when it might be City of the Dead, like the last Romero movie um, was coming out around that time. And or maybe it was Land of the Dead, whatever it is. I just remember going, I don't. So Land of the Dead is 2005, but I remember him talking. Oh, and Dawn of the Dead reboot was 2004, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. That's the Zack Snyder. That's the first time we saw him. James James Gunn wrote it. It's great. I actually think 28 weeks later is the superior movie for me and this when this is announced listen they've gone through a lot of things danny boyle has won oscars and i still think danny boyle's great alex garland has consistently been one of the best writer directors in a long time like he's just his movies are always freaking weird and sci-fi and he's got a new one coming out and i can't wait like i like alex garland so I'm excited for that reteaming, though I would say I'm not as excited about some other things. Sure. Zombies aren't really. But they weren't zombies. They were just people who like. Were diseased. Were diseased. That was my whole thing. I was like, you're not really a zombie. But anyway, I've also changed my views on what a zombie is nowadays. Right. Was that one of the movies that also did that, though, right? From that time. It was. Yeah. It, It turned it on its head. They had the fast. It was the first time we saw super fast zombies. And then we see them again in Day of the Dead remake because George Romero is still using your traditional. He created zombies cinematically. You know what I mean? So like you're still using that different. And now we've got the Walking Dead and Fear the Dead and all the other things that we have. So eh, I don't have those kind of hangs up anymore. Yeah. Last of Us kind of right. Same same idea. Right. Um, Cool. Um, a remake of The Blob is on the way. Uh, Warner Brothers is 
doing this uh, with David Bruckner set to direct. Uh, Bruckner did the ritual. Uh, the new one of the new Hellraisers. What do you what do you think about the Blob? Does it have uh, a place in the zeitgeist of horror movies now? I mean, this is so. There's been reboots of the Blob throughout the yeah. years. Um, this is another one. I'm fine with it. Let's see what happens. I like that director. I think he's a capable director. So, I like I like his movies. What do you think about? A Highlander reboot, which we've known about with Henry Cavill, um, but with Ch- Chad uh, Stil- Stileski, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the director of the John Wick franchises. Um, from what I've heard about this movie, Henry Cavill, fine, awesome. Going more into the lore of what the quickening is and the Highlanders and stuff like that, I'm excited about because. I love that franchise. We love that franchise deeply. Um, and there's, I think there's room for some new blood in there. And I would love to see it on that kind of action level um, that, you know, uh, Stileski can bring along with more lore and stuff like that. So what do you, what do you think about this one? I, I love it because this is a, the franchise that's been, it can come back. Um, we like the Highlanders, you know what I mean? Even the goofy shit, I I do enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a series that I do want to see have some legs. And updating that, a modern, with the way that we shoot movies now and the action and the choreography, this could be badass, and I'm for it. And if Cavill's excited about it still, I'm excited about it still. 100%, man. Um... Next up, Until Dawn, uh, the video game, survival video game, uh, movie-esque cinematic video game, um, which, you know, I really got into those a couple Halloweens ago, and I played this. And now the remaster is coming. It was just announced at State of Play. But we heard that um, David F. Sandberg uh, will be directing the movie. Kind of an interesting thing here, uh, since the game has so many different ways it can go but what do you think about this uh this announcement you know this is an isolationist horror movie uh yeah hey listen i sandberg needs to go back to horror just like james wan does you guys did the superhero things with dc you you contributed what you could do for hits or misses whatever um go back to it and this sounds like a good idea. It's taken a popular video game franchise, and you'll see what his twist is. I'm in. All right. What about Tron Ares? This is the official name of the new Tron movie. This is yeah. actually started production. Started production. Jared Leto is, you know, the star of it. Um, I'm not really sure about the director. The new director, Joaquin Roenig. Uh, I'm not super familiar so he did pirates of the caribbean dead men tell no tales which is shitty he did maleficent 2 which is shitty he did benditas <laughs> which is shitty we'll see <laughs> here's the thing when those kinds of things happen and then people also ask how do these people keep getting jobs when they've directed a bunch of shitty things if you are nice and you treat people with respect you will keep working yeah 
is what I've noticed. Even if you've got middling hits, as long as you are a nice person and don't think that you're better than everybody, you will keep making movies, writing them and directing them. So Tron is a huge franchise. This guy has apparently whatever he did with uh, the last Pirates movie, even though it sucked, he must have kept a good relationship with Disney and he got this. So let's see what happens. Tron's not one of those beholden franchises for me. The first movie sucks. The second movie has the greatest soundtrack of all time. (laughs) But what else can you remember? Some cool set pieces. It's really just that soundtrack. So let's see what this is. Yeah, let's see what happens. I think the magic would be bring back Daft Punk and reunite them. Yeah, (laughs) you reunite Daft Punk, everyone will be there. (laughs) Um, Next up, uh, Lovely Dark and Deep. I put this on here because this sounds like madness um from the writer of midnight mass uh comes this new cosmic nightmare uh this drops on in theaters and on demand on february 22nd uh it's a psychological horror movie that centers on a character called lennon who seizes the opportunity to assume the coveted role of a backcountry ranger at a remote outpost while adapting her solitary existence in the wilderness she becomes aware of a lurking sinister uh, presence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Why is it cosmic, yeah. right? You know what it's I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It I... sounds weird. <laughs> just the just the cosmic the word like to throw that word in there kind of changes the whole premise for me. So I'm just like, what is this? Uh this is like some Lovecraft, uh like yeah. what's going on here? So I mean, hey. The writer, the writer's done some good stuff. So let's see what uh, what they what else they can do. Uh, we should have put this one with the blob. Um, <laughs> Tim Burton will direct Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, uh, and with Gone Girl author Gillian Flynn. So here we are going back to uh, classic classic horror monster movies, and well, this one's kind of just like a science fiction y thriller, but. Very cool. Um, why why are these why are these films getting the light of day again? I don't know. I think that the the weird part for me is the Gone Girl author, like writing this. That that's the weird part for me. Tim Burton going, I want to make this. That's not weird for Tim Burton. You know what no. I mean? He did. Uh, He's done attack, so much attack, Mar- attack, uh, Mars attacks, Mars attacks. Like, I was thinking more of the Ed Wood, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like with those 50 sci-fi and he's done it in that movie. So this doesn't surprise me, but Hey, if Gillian Flynn is a big fan of that, then sure. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You got a good director for it. <laughs> yes. Um, but speaking of, um, good directors, uh, Predator Badlands has been announced. And so what I like about this is that this is Dan Trentenberg's second film in this Predator franchise. So Prey was great. This home release. the best. (laughs) Right? And so bringing like 20th century under Disney is doing aliens and predators again and kind of reintroducing the, the whole, this whole franchise to, you know, us as we wait for more and prey is getting a sequel so he's doing that this actually takes place later 
so this is what they talk about dropping predators into these different times um the idea is genius uh because that's how prey worked so well that's kind of just like having it be standalone and the predator hunting story is is timeless so i yeah i um this is this is exciting so i'm just i'm ready for more because i love to pray yeah to me this is one of those no-brainers uh, you know i'm assuming it's a western that's my you know in the badlands um it would make sense to me but as many memes have shown predator can be dropped anywhere drop them in fuel japan drop them in during the roman times drop them drop them anywhere Yep. You know what I mean? Because Prey was so good. And if they ca- they carbon copy it, that's fine with me too. Young girl I mean, meets a predator in the Badlands and has to go kill a gang who wronged her family. Whatever. Bring it. That's it. Yep. A um, few episodes you ago, you educated me on the Jackie Chan credit kid movie, which I'd never seen. Um, and now, you know, they had announced this new credit kid with both Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan um, headlining it. Uh, and looks like they could tie in all of the Karate Kid stuff that's happened over the years. So we got an announcement that Ben Wang uh, has been cast in the title role. So this is, again, moving forward. Um, he starred in American Born Chinese. Uh, so this is this is good stuff. Uh, this this gets me really excited because I wonder where they're going to take it. I mean, we still have Cobra Kai season four coming out, right? Six. S- what? Yeah. Six. Yeah. Did I miss a couple? I gotta. I gotta go check. Or you better I... go look. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm great with this because so it's directed by. John Entwistle, and he did I'm Not Okay With This, um, which is good. And he did End of the Fucking World, which is fantastic. Those are both small series on Netflix. And the guy who wrote Peter Rabbit, which I've heard is just fantastic. I've heard Peter Rabbit's actually really good. Um, But as you said, this is one giant Karate Kid like verse. And... With Machio and Chan coming, playing their respective characters. Cool. Ben Yang, or Ben Wang, sorry. Apologies. Um, I've read that he does a bunch of different martial arts. Bring it on. Let's see what this is all about. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Now I gotta go check if I missed Cobra Kai. All right. Yeah, you might have what you might have missed maybe I don't know. I feel like we maybe, talked about it. Maybe I'm miscounting. Maybe I'm yeah. miscounting. All right. Um Speaking of miscounting, um, I don't know how many people have been attached to uh, a Motu live-action movie, but the latest is Travis Knight, uh, who directed Bumblebee, uh, filming on the others. But you know what? I liked Bumblebee. I liked kind of where they were going. Like, let's just reboot the Transformers, you know, from Michael Bay. Let's try something different. And it was good. Um, And I haven't watched any of the newer ones either. Did did Travis Knight do Rise of the Beasts? So no. he didn't. So okay. he actually comes from Laika. So that's where he got his chops in was he did Paranorman. He did oh. Ox Trolls. He did it Missing Link. He did Kubo. 
and then he went and did Bumblebee. So it's it's I actually don't really like Missing Link out of the ones I mentioned, but um, he's a good director, and I really love Bumblebee and Kubo especially. So it's gonna be. Listen, it's a rumor. I'll be excited once I see whoever they get in a bowl cut standing there with a sword. Until that time, I'm not excited. Right. I mean, if it's not Zach Efron. Um, <laughs> he looks like him now, for sure. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, come on. We've we've sat through David Goyer. We've sat through others. Like, the fan base keeps, you know, shooting everything down. So they're, they're just... I feel like they're afraid to make it. They don't know how to make it. Um, even even the Netflix animation uh, ones from Kevin Smith get flack, but they're great. So go work with Kevin Smith, you know, draw up something and go from there. I'm always like a fan of like, we we know what happened in He-Man. We know what happened in these two animated series. What about a old He-Man story? Old man, He-Man. Um, okay. He old man. Too. Gary old man. Um, so, I mean, there's ways to take this, um, but who knows? Until I see it, like you said, whatever. Um, tell us about Tiny Onion Studios. James Tinian is branching out. He's opening a film, TV, and animation studio called as Tiny Onion. As he should. It, you know, and this is just, as a creator, I was like, good effing job you've done the dream thing that everyone wants let's find out what happens because none of the other guys have done it no tom king no scott snyder none of the other guys have ever done this a writer taken on this so very very curious very excited whatever it is i will support it um because i really do believe in in james tinian and what he does so this to me was one of the one of my favorite pieces of news that that came out. That's wild. Uh, yeah, he has so many series that can be adapted, have been adapted, uh, and so forth. <laughs> have so, been announced to be adapted. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like all these like studios are looking for something to buy up. Why why sell to the studios when you can make your own money? Almost there right. You if you're that, if you've made this much money off working for the big two or mostly dc um writing your own indie stuff i think it's his indie stuff that really well yeah yeah right exactly i mean it's like and then you can and then when you have the studio open you bring in your friends um Mm -hmm. so forth i mean that's kind of like look or new friends that you haven't met yet named casey and (laughs) ruben who will write (laughs) things for you there you go there you go um yeah, I mean, we also just, this is cool because we also just had Ghost Machine form over at, you know, yeah. at Image. So there's a lot of... We got Distillery, stuff. which James Tinian's a part of. So yep. we're going to see. Rock and roll. Uh, let's jump over to the final section, video games. This one, <laughs> we're, we're Castlevania, Metroidvania fans, and this is, a, this is a total parody homage. The Transylvania Adventure of Simon Quest. Uh, it's 8-bit. Simon Quest has arrived in Transylvania only to discover his vampire hunting rival Stan Helsling has already slain the evil Count Dracula. So um, this is on all platforms uh, coming soon and I can't wait because I just want to play another one of these games. Yep. 
that's it you know i i love we always talk about this when they take these quote-unquote modern takes on it bring them back to the 8-bit world it usually is a win um castlevania is a long running franchise i'm excited to see what happens yeah me too me too um the next one we got to look at was finally the indiana jones and the great circle trailer originally you know it's bethesda bethesda has teamed up with xbox for whatever reason and since this trailer came out there's been kind of a step back in oh Maybe these games won't be exclusive to just Xbox um, and and PC. Maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll let PlayStation have it since they're the more popular video game console and there shouldn't be exclusives, period, because your dumb marketing geniuses out there don't understand how this works. <laughs> Can I, going, going off of that... Um, <laughs> They did announce, Xbox announced some of their exclusives to come to other systems, um, specifically to the PlayStation and the Switch, including Halo, which is insane to me. So um, it's it's going to be, we've said it before ma- many times, don't you want money? <laughs> like, do you not want money? You do. And Halo has been struggling a little bit, you know, both cinematically and in video game form. So I think this is a good move and I'm really excited to see, you know, uh, what else this means as far as what's exclusive, what's not. And um, other than that, Indiana Jones looks fun. I wish it wasn't first person, but I guess that's that's the only only thing thing I, I really don't. I did not want that. <laughs> I just feel like third person's the been the way to go with this kind of stuff. Like first person in VR, yes. Like yeah, that's that's where that is. And I'm just kind of like it. Whatever. Let's see what it is. It's not. A, it, I wish it was Uncharted. Right. Um. Anyways, hundred star games. Um. Speaking of new studios, uh, this, you know, this is another thing right here is founders of Batman Arkham, um, you know, developer Rocksteady's um, there's they're starting their own their own new studio, which is and they're going to take some people with them. Now, we saw a change in the quality of the Arkham games as of late. Right. We had um, Gotham Knights, which was I, I, I can't even get through the first board. Um even Suicide Squad has gotten some um, schlack uh, over over how it's you know kind of become a, a four player game or a shoot and loot. And listen, I haven't played that yet, so I can't judge it. But what I'll say is this: those Rocksteady games are some of the greatest things ever. And if these people are moving and starting their own studio and they want to make new games and live off of that, I'm ready for it. So. Yeah, I think one of the big things is with with this announcement is those this team um they left in the middle of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Which mm. means to me Oof. they were like, "Hey, this ain't ours. This isn't our this isn't the quality that we want to bring." Granted, there's a lot of, you know, you can debate about Arkham Knight not being as good as City. But City is 
insanely good. And his knight, if you took out those stupid ass um, tank. tank missions, it's a great game. Yes. Honestly, it's a great game. So, yeah, let's find out what they do. Let's see if they've got the Kojima effect where, you know, they come out swinging with something real great. Uh, let's find out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then last up, uh, we had State of Play. Uh, I think it was like late January, early February. Uh, we had two of them. The first one was a bunch of reveals. The second one was more centric to Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, where they <laughs> yeah. released the demo and the new trailer. That was great. Um, but we did get uh, Death Stranding 2 on the beach, a very large trailer that made me want to play the first game, which I still haven't done. Um, also, Kojima announced what's coming next, which is, you know, we've heard some stuff. We've like with the, I think it was the Jordan Peele team up with him for that new Oa game or whatever it is. But the the return to like the spy espionage really kind of got me this tease, like if it's PlayStation 6, what it is, a new <laughs> step in, in video gaming where it could be movie-like. I don't know what it is, but this guy is one of the, the greats uh and i'm excited and this announcement was kind of insane uh to hear yeah i mean state of play they did some good things um one other big one and two for me is like that rise of the ronin we got to see more oh, of that yeah. which is great and hell divers 2 which has now since been released and has been destroying charts like mm -hmm. every single person who plays it thinks it's amazing so it's uh it's it's a pretty exciting time um with with PlayStation which we have been a fan of since it started. Also like Dave the Diver is coming to PlayStation finally um which was the big announcement and then the Godzilla DLC for Dave the Diver which is kind of wild too. I mean they just did that dredge crossover um and now the King of Monsters is showing up. I, yeah. I need to play Dave the Diver. I, people have been telling me to do it, and I, I really need to just do it. So, um, Also, more Silent Hill on the way. They released a really weird trailer for a game that's out now, which is like a bridge, but they're remaking, um, I believe it's the Silent second Hill. Silent Hill. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's, what else is coming from that, but that's exciting. Um, but yeah. There's some other cool stuff. I'm going to leave the link in here because this is the official PlayStation link. If you want to go watch those trailers, if you haven't, watch them again, whatever. But, uh, you know, only a couple more weeks till Rebirth and I'm ready because I played that <laughs> demo. I've been trying to get through the, the interlude, is which is just kind of annoying at this point. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped because it's... You know, it's one of the greatest, you know, Final Fantasy VII was one of the greatest games of all time. Remake yeah. did some really cool stuff to it, and it kind of brought me back uh, into it the way they, they made it. And now the potential for a whole new game and world here is exciting, too. So it's it's great because it's not a true remake. It's it, it leaves you, know, you guessing of what's going to happen, yeah. right? It's a whole yeah. new world. So um, that's it, buddy. Uh, it's good. It's good to be back. Uh, where can you find us? You can find us at don't forget. Jeez, ah, my goodness. Don't forget at all.com. The only place to travel geekly as well as defat entertainment.com. You can find us all over at the interweb social media defat ent. 
And you can find me probably reading comic books to catch up on all this stuff, which I implore everybody. It's come up many times, and I know I say it at the end of every episode, go read your comics, but I'm telling you people, anytime someone asks a question about some sort of comic book thing, they've written it. They probably wrote it 70 years ago. And they might pick and choose how they want to tell that story, but it's in there. So go read your comics. Exactly. And yeah, this is Chris saying don't forget to tell.